Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast today. I am Mia Miller, the Fit Mess Mama, and I'm so happy you could join me. I want to start today by sharing with you a mantra that has been particularly close to me this week, um, and it goes like this I am passionate. I feel energized and invigorated by life. This has touched me this week because for a while I was afraid to be passionate about something, you know? And there's nothing wrong with being passionate about something that you want. And you got to know that you create the life that you want. All right, you guys, let's talk about some food because y'all know I love food. The vegan spotlight dish today is fajita one-pot pasta. So for this dish, you will need, indeed, a pot. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the measurements for one serving. Obviously, you can increase this for more than people if you are a family cooking for more than one person. Um, so for this, you are going to need a half a can of no-salt canned pinto beans. You're going to need three-fourths cup of pasta, whole grain or gluten-free. You're also going to need a half a cup of frozen bell peppers, a fourth of a cup of frozen corn, one teaspoon of salt-free chili powder, two teaspoons of nutritional yeast, and some hot sauce for all of you guys who like it spicy. So that hot sauce is to taste, so whatever you are feeling like that day. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to drain and rinse the pinto beans. Then you're going to cook the pasta according to the directions on the package. Um, one minute-ish before the pasta is done cooking, go ahead and add your frozen bell peppers and frozen corn and let that water return to a boil. And then when the pasta is done cooking, drain it and put it right back in the pot. Uh, then you're going to add the beans, the chili powder, the nutritional yeast, maybe some salt and pepper if you like a little extra seasoning there, and then your optional hot sauce. And then just toss it to combine and warm all of the ingredients. You guys, this dish is so good and so easy. I love it because at the end of the day when it's dinner time and I just don't feel like cooking or doing dishes, a one pot dish is amazing and it only takes about 10 to 15 minutes to get this done, right? And then you have food for the fam and you can go on about your night. Yay! Moving on. I'm a little upset with myself that I had no idea that glue dots was a thing. Like, they're so efficient. And I'm telling you guys this because it literally will change your life. Doing crafts with kiddos and hanging things up on walls. 
Get yourself some glue dots. How did I make it to 27 and not know that glue dots were so awesome? And you guys are going to hear this and be like, what? Like, why is she so late to the party? Listen, no one ever told me about glue dots. And if you guys were real friends, you would have told me about glue dots before now. It's the first week of December, you guys. Now is the time to one recover from the terrible eating you did over Thanksgiving and two prepare yourself so that you don't have a repeat of your terrible eating at Christmas right so we want to go into this with a good mindset thinking I can eat what I want but also remember your portion sizes remember that the food isn't going anywhere right like we don't have to consume it all why don't we taste a little bit of each thing and move on right and if you do indulge a little bit don't feel bad about it right we've all been there we've all done it take the time to enjoy yourself the next time you wake up get refocused get back on the ball and keep your training going just because you take a day to reset yourself and do something that you don't normally do doesn't make you a bad person doesn't mean that you it derailed your diet or derailed your healthy eating habits listen we all do it it's okay right so either man up get your mindset ready that you're gonna have a plan going into the next holiday or enjoy yourself take accountability for what you enjoyed and then reset get back into training it's that simple there's no point in being upset no point in being frustrated live your best life right and that's up for you to choose what's best for you Okay, you guys, so today I have an awesome guest on the show. He's one of my favorite trainers. He's awesome, and I've been in awe since I met him. He's amazing. Um, he is the trainer for the New England Patriots cheerleaders. He's also the creator of VMAX. He is the very intimidating, very in shape, Mr. Andy Burler. This is amazing. That was the most amazing intro I have ever heard. Thank you. You're welcome. So Andy, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, funny enough, fitness was not my first profession. I was a tennis professional, a director of tennis for a very exclusive country club on Cape Cod called Willowbend which was built and owned by Paul Feynman, who owned Reebok. And I was his original, his first, his OG director of tennis. And for um, many years, I was given the opportunity to grow a tennis program, which soon became one of the, you know, not that I wouldn't say the best, but um, one of the highest functioning tennis programs, not only on Cape Cod, but in New England. 
of its kind, you know, being a country club type of program. And because of the because of the success of that program, they asked me if I would like to become the director of fitness at the same time, and basically operate both both departments because of the success of tennis. And they wanted to wanted me to bring the success of tennis over to fitness, and that's really how it all began, um, as far as my fitness. I would say my fitness career. Fitness has always been a big part of my life. It's really made it, it. It really helped me become the athlete that I was, being a Division One tennis player.、Um, I wasn't a great tennis player in the grand scheme of things, but I used fitness as my basically to separate myself from other athletes. So I, I was one that didn't have. You know what I would call elite talent, but I had elite drive, desire, dedication, and discipline, and I used fitness to be able to, you know, basically、um, support me on the tennis court. You know, support the deficiencies that I didn't have in skill.、Um, I used, you know, I basically used my work ethic to balance off to even the playing field. When I stepped on the court, well, that is awesome. I would have loved to see you in action. I'm sure, you are better than what you're making yourself、mm-hmm. sound like. So, my mom would kill me if I didn't ask you this question. Who is your all-time favorite tennis player? Well, that's a tough question. I don't really have an all-time favorite, but I have all-time favorites,、mm-hmm. and it's you know old school for sure. John McEnroe. Just due to his, you know, tenacity and his, I, I was more like a McEnroe. I broke my share of rackets on the tennis court. Whereas my brother, who was also a tennis player and is also a director of tennis at an exclusive club on the West Coast,、um, he was more like Bjorn Borg, very mild mannered,、um, and that upset me in its own right. You know, when we get on the court, that he would let everything roll right off his back. And I'd be smashing my tennis racket on the back of the fence. <laughs> so I would say, you know, McEnroe, Connors,、um, obviously in today's world,、uh, Federer, Nadal. You know, I love watching the women's game as well.、Um, I like, you know, I've always loved Maria Sharapova,、uh, even Serena. I like, I love Serena's tenacity as well, and. Her drive, even sometimes she, you know, takes it over the top and, you know, you know loses control of her thoughts as well. I understand that. So, I, <laughs> as an athlete, you know, I like, I, I certainly respect her. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. I like that you have a nice variety of tennis players that you would choose from. I'm sure、uh, my mom would like that. Shout out to mom, Duke, who made me watch tennis from the age of. All I can remember. <laughs> so, basically, you were so good at what you did that they made you the director of fitness. What other certifications do you have that support that? Did you in remember, tennis?、Uh, in general, so in, for fitness. So in tennis, I my the major certification is really the number one certification, United States Professional Tennis Association. 
and I'm a pro one, which is the highest of the high, the the elite of of that organization. And most of my training, and this is really where you know I would never downplay the the need for a certification, because honestly, that's you know. In my eyes, it doesn't make for a great trainer at all. You know, there are a lot of other components and facets that make make a great trainer. But I was—I've been lucky enough just because of my upbringing through tennis and being in some of the most elite clubs in New England that I've had the top mentors in the business, the industry, and I learned on the run. You know, I basically learned in the field. I didn't learn from a book. You know, I was not a studier. I was not someone that sat in the classroom and just, you know, basically soaked it up. But I'm a people person, and that is, you know, I would say that is my number one.、Um, what I would say my number one ingredient for success, for sure. Yeah, I think I would agree. From what I've seen of you, would you say that you are a physical intelligence learner? I'm a visual. I'm a physical、um, because of you know what I did with Bmax and and how it really was put on the stage in the forefront, not only to people that use Bmax but also the New England Patriots cheerleaders.、Um, the New England Patriots cheerleaders adopted it. As their official training program,、uh, Bmax became NASM certified and became a CEU provider for NASM as well.、Uh, basically, what ended up happening is when I brought Bmax to the Patriots and they they loved it, and then brought me on as the trainer for the New England Patriots cheerleaders. The NFL invited me to present Bmax in New York City at the NFL Directors Conference. And at that time, which you know was an amazing time in my BMAX journey, I presented BMAX in New York City to all of the teams in the NFL, and I acquired other teams that ended up using BMAX as their main training program and their official training program. So at one time, not only was I training the New England Patriots cheerleaders. I was also overseeing the training for the Washington Redskins, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the LA Rams.、Ah, excuse me, and at the time the St. Louis Rams, who are now out in LA. So I had four NFL teams that I was overseeing.、Um, the cheerleaders, of course. Wow! So you are a very, very popular man. So we keep talking about Bmax, but you haven't told us yet what exactly is Bmax and when did you create it? So I, I created Bmax. The funny story is this: my brother、uh, was bringing a core device, a device that enhanced your core strength, to market, and he was knocking on the door of creating a real live infomercial in the day of infomercials on TV. And、my brother's two years younger than me, and at the time I said, because of my competitiveness, if he can do it, I can do it. So I sat at my desk, and I came up with a word that that was going to be my invention. I didn't have any program, but I came, I came up with a word that was going to resemble 
whatever I was going to invent. And the name, you're going to laugh, but the name of the, the invention, which really had no substance, was called Punchisical. <laughs> and I sat at my desk and I put all these words together. Have fun, get chiseled, be physical. And I threw them all together and it came out Punchisical. So, that you know, is a word. <laughs> that, that is a word. And um, that's, that was basically how it started. At my desk at Willowbend. And I started sketching out. Came And out came Funchisco. So from there, um, I started to think about what Funchisco was going to be. And I thought, geez, you know, I've been working out all my life. I was, you know, at the time a gym rat, you know, not only the director of tennis and fitness, but spending a lot of time in the gym. And I was actually starting to get bored with working out and training because I'd been doing the same style workouts forever. You know, you know, very, um, very um, body part oriented workouts, you know, bodybuilding, if you will. Two body parts, a workout, you know, um, Three, three exercises, three sets of each of those, and it was just getting really tiresome, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend all that time in the gym anymore. So I started to write down all of the things that I thought were the most popular um, negatives that people experience when they're working out: boredom. Um, lack of variety, um, repetitive stress injury. You know, all of these things came together and that's how I started to develop BMAX. I wanted to develop something for myself at the time that was short, didn't take a lot of time, so it's 29 minutes, that had loads of variety, you never repeat an exercise, um, and was basically comprised of every element that you need to have what I would call a, um, a vibrant workout program. So for those that don't know, the, the critical health components of physical fitness, cardio health, flexibility, muscular strength, muscular endurance, and last but not least, the product of all of that is body composition. Those were my, that, that was basically my um, nucleus for the development of VMAX. I needed all of those as part of a 29 minute workout. In success, I was able to do it. I like that. I like that. So I have two questions because we've talked about some stuff. One, why don't you repeat an exercise? So, well, I just talked about a few things. Number one is boredom. People get bored with repeating the same exercise over and over and over. Um, repetitive stress injury. Those that are in the gym, you see them doing the same things over and over and over and over as well. I will tell you though, the one negative side to not repeating an exercise, if I had to pick one, is within a workout, it doesn't give you the opportunity to perfect the movement. So the learning curve for BMAX is much greater than a normal workout program. It, ta it takes, you know, it, it takes weeks 
before you're able to perfect a BMAX exercise at times. Because there's a lot of moving pieces to it. There are a lot of compound movements, a lot of things going on within every single exercise that take not only thought, they take strength, they take endurance, they take flexibility. So all these things are built over time as you're doing BMAX. And you know, a lot of times it may take three weeks, six weeks to really understand and not only perfect it, but get the most out of the program as well. Um, so that, I mean, that's basically why I didn't want to repeat because I personally didn't want to repeat any exercises anymore. So for instance, if it was a chest day, most people pick three exercises. They go in, they do the three exercises, three sets of each one of those, getting nine sets, right? Let's just choose a uh, chest press, um, a flat bench chest press, an incline and chest fly. What I would do instead of those nine, three exercises, three sets each, I would do nine different chest exercises. And that would suffice what I was doing before as far as the number of sets I was doing, but it would keep me entertained while I was doing it. Because once it was over, I didn't have to go back and do it again. You know, so. I can say personally, I have tried this crazy man's workouts <laughs> and he is a crazy man. Um, I, I tried it in the first time I tried VMAX. I said, wow, this is completely different and we're moving very fast. And it's kind of like choreography. You just have to pick it up and keep moving, right? Is that kind of how you wanted it to be? Correct. Every exercise is done for 40 seconds. And then you get a 30, sec 30 second recovery um, with each exercise. You know, BMAX basically just to give you a little kind of a, a script to how a BMAX workout lays out. You have a th uh, you have a three minute dynamic warm up. Then you have a 21 minute body of exercises, 18 exercises that you do not repeat. So that is 24 minutes. And then you have a five-minute core chiseler at the end, which is a core, a core-centric five exercises done for 50 seconds on and 10 seconds off. So there you go. That's three. 21 is 24, and five is 29. So I can I can say that I have a successful program that is less than 30 minutes long. Yes, very successful. Uh, my second question was: How did we get from Fun physical to BMAX. So basically what happened was I, I basically partnered with, um, with a very successful person. And when we were sitting in one of our meetings, they said to me, there is, we would love to partner with you, but there is no way we are going to use that name fun physical. <laughs> and that's basically, and I was like, what do you mean there's no way there's, we're gonna use this name Funchesical? I love it. And in fact, another successful person, which I know who, you know, has made his, his fame basically as a direct marketing expert said to me, you know, Andy, I hate that name Funchesical, but I can't get it out of my head. So as soon as he said that to me, I knew I had the right name because no one's gonna forget it. The problem was that my, my most recent partners, 
basically thought that it'd be a very tough search spelling you know basically finding it on on the internet um all of those things so they said we want to use your name we want to make you the headliner we want to make you famous that's basically how it happened and they said let's start to think of names and that's basically how bmax slowly matured to where it is today bmax basically stands for my last name burler the next word uh is obviously starts with m is maximum activation and then the x at the end is a slang extreme so it's burla maximum activation extreme and that's basically you know how bmax came to be well guys i can tell you it is definitely extreme i am a pretty in shape person i like to think of myself as being in shape and i had a pretty tough time and was secretly sore afterwards i made sure not to tell anyone that but it was awesome and if you're in the neighborhood of new england and you want to try a bmax workout or connect with mr andy burler you can go to where andy so i think the best way to get in touch with me and you can get in touch with with me directly is right on the instagram uh, we don't have a website up and running right now but it's bmax strong and if you direct message me i will be the person that gets back to you right good awesome so you guys heard it there if you want to train with the awesome trainer go ahead and message him on instagram so you told me about your fitness life so what about you at home are you as tough in real life or are you a big softy <laughs> i actually I'm tough in a lot of ways, but you know, I'm lucky enough to have three beautiful daughters, married. Um I've I've really spent my whole professional career around females. Um training as a tennis professional. Um I basically because my daughters were up and coming tennis players as well, most of their friends got into the game, so that's how kind of these big group of females started to gather for thing but my skill set as a tennis pro and it was a great it was a great outlet to you know teach my daughters a great sport which they'll have for the rest of their lives they all play played in high school i still have one that's still in high school i have a daughter that's a um nursing major at Endicott College and she is playing on their team a collegiate team and then my oldest daughter just graduated UMass she didn't play in college but was a very good doubles player in high school uh, with her partner and um also had dance as a passion and continued that through her UMass years and now also is in nursing school as well. Wow. And we have a female dog Bowie. <laughs> Golden Retriever who loves tennis balls, so. Surrounded yeah. by women. Yeah. Super surrounded. But that makes you more sensitive and maybe a little bit nicer? Probably not. <laughs> I'm tough. You're tough. <laughs> no matter how you slice it. Listen, I, I, I love results. I know, I know you're tough and you're you're, you're very good at yelling at people. Well, <laughs> I, I I articulate well. Mhm. Yep. We want to call it that. Yeah. We'll call it that. So, Andy, you have been in the fitness world for a while. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking about a career in fitness? You know, 
I get the, I get asked that question a lot by younger people that are looking to get into the industry. And I would what I would say one of the most important ingredients is is that you are your own billboard. There is no doubt about that. You know, you know I'm sure there's some listeners that will take that the wrong way. But people want to be like you. If they if they feel your passion and they see that you have put that passion into your own body, they want to know how you got there. So when I developed Bmax, the first thing I said to myself is I want to get in the best shape of my life because I want people to ask me how I did that and then I can say Bmax. And by doing so, people start to believe in you. The proof is in the pudding, you know? And then it comes down to you know after that it's going to certainly come down to knowledge experience you know and all of these other factors but the number one the number one is you must be your own billboard you must take care of yourself you must be a people person you must be have empathy you must understand where others are coming from and their struggles and their challenges and a lot of times you'll see someone that kind of is the elite of the they've always said that an average player becomes a great coach because that average player understands the challenges and the kind of the the rocky road to get to a certain level they they're just not graced with that talent and that you know those genes a lot of times and that's what I was talking about with my tennis I was I was an average tennis player my parents gave me everything to be a great tennis player but I I was not a great tennis player but I worked hard you know I respected my coaches I listened to my coaches I practiced when I was supposed to be practicing and I took care of myself you know so that's kind of you know how the crossover happened good I like that um we had talked previously uh I was very curious when I met you and I just I I was one of those people who asked you You know, what advice can you give me uh, in my fitness career? And basically what I took away from it was one, be your own billboard, which is what you just said, and two, stay dedicated, live your passion, and that shines. So you you really have to work at it is what I took away from it is that it's not something where you can show up some day, some days and not show up the next day. Every day you show up even when you don't feel like it. um but overall in the end it definitely pays off yeah it's it's very important that i mean i teach i train very long hours i'm very lucky to be busy at this time where the world is you know running into a wall and you have to come out at 7 a.m. with the same enthusiasm as you do at 7:30 p.m. your client it's not their problem how long your day has been they're basically paying for the best Andy possible you know and that's my responsibility to give them the best Andy no matter what time it is and you know i say it all the time and i'm an adrenaline junkie and i'm very lucky to have the most amazing client base and when i i'm not exaggerating when i say i look forward to every single client that walks in the door because they're just awesome. They want to be better at what they do, just like you had talked about. We uh we call it the 3Ds. Do not show up without your de- desire. 
dedication and your discipline. And, you know, that's basically kind of one of our mantras at the stadium with the cheerleaders. You know, we call it our three D's. And, you know, not only does my, do I look for that in my clients and their, you know, will to be not only better, but to get in the best shape of their life, I bring my three D's as well. You know, I have desire to make them better. I have the dedication to be there when they need me. And I have the discipline to be the best person, the best, um, I don't want to say role model, but how about mentor that I can be, you know, and that's from my physical being, that's from my messaging, that's from, from my enthusiasm that I give them each and every hour that they, they're with me. And, you know, also that's the support I give them even when I'm not, you know, in front of them training them, training, training them. You know, I constantly am checking up on them and see how they're doing after training and, and really showing them that I care. I really love that you are so dedicated to all of your clients. Um, one of the biggest things that people don't realize is you've gotten very far and most people who get far in their career go through some challenges, right? So what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I've had lots of failures. Tell I me about your biggest one. I could, I could write a book. At some point I will tell my story because my story, no one will ever believe. It's, it's, it should be a movie actually. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you one of my, one of my biggest failures and and I don't, you know, it was a failure at the time, but the lesson I learned has given me the success that I'm experiencing today. You know, I, if I, if I could turn back the clock, would I want that to happen again? Probably not. So basically what ended up happening is I left Willowbend um, on my own and I got invited by somebody to travel as their health and wellness coach um, for a number of years and that person became basically a supporter of my BMAX endeavor and at the time him being a very successful person thought that I should go the route of opening up BMAX boxes all over the country you know rolling out a few here and then you know letting them grow and rolling them out all over the place but at the time I was really tired and burnt out because I worked seven days a week as a tennis director uh, for 22 years and seven days a week, 12 hour days. And I wanted to go the easy route. So I said, you know what, let's go the route of online subscriptions. And boy, was that the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. I um, got an investor who, who furnished me with the funds to be able to not only build a very expensive website, but also hire employees. And I took a very lazy route to this. I took my finger off the pulse and I handed my employees the keys to the car, if you will, which was the biggest mistake of my life because I didn't even know how to get into my own website, you know, which was an amazing thing when I thought about it. And it really was a lesson learned to, and I heard, I heard Oprah say this once, and I'll never forget this. 
she said that she signs every single check that goes not only out to her, her vendors or whatever it might be, her business associates. So there's someone that knows exactly what's happening 24/7 with their business. You have to know your numbers. You have to know what you're doing tomorrow. You have to know what you're doing today. You have to know what your goals are, how you're going to get there, what the process is. And I let that all go to the wayside. And it really stabbed me in the back. And um, it was a good number of years. It was basically about three, three and a half years, which I let BMAX just try to go on autopilot. I was the front man for BMAX. Everyone wanted to see me. I was the one that was, you know, out, you know, on stage. That's where I'm best. I'm not. I'm not an office person. I can't even. I can't even get into a computer, you know, for, for you know, and, and that's not even a joke. I don't even have a laptop. I'd rather have a notebook with handwritten notes that I can get to. I even still use a day timer, you know, so I can open it up and see what my week looks like, you know, versus putting it on my phone where I got to find something to find something, you know, it's just it's too much for me. It's obviously not something I grew up with, so I still don't use it. I've been very ignorant to learn how. Even though I know it's going to, you know, better me in the end and and make me much more effective and efficient to what I do, but still love my notebook. So if I lose <laughs> my notebook, we have a lot of problems <laughs> because not only is my schedule going to go out the door, but、um, all my notes for my clients and everything else that I take. Well, you heard it here, you guys. If you ever find Andy Burler's notebook, please return it to him. <laughs> so, a funny story is we were on a calendar shoot with the New England Patriots cheerleaders, which I travel with them every year and train them while they're getting ready for their shoot. And one of the cheerleaders one year labeled my book with their workouts the Book of Doom. <laughs> so, a few years ago, when we were in, I think it was Aruba, actually. The cheerleaders plotted and stole my book of doom,、oh, and、no. you know they held out on me for quite some time. And me not knowing, and me going crazy because no one's allowed to look in the book of doom but me. And finally, you know, the joke was on them because not only did I find the person that had the book of doom, but I made them pay in the workout <laughs> that followed me finding my book of doom. Oh wow. Well, I would definitely love to look in that book of doom. I'm sure there's some awesome things in there,、um, but I'm happy you got your book back, and I hope you don't lose it anymore. So, basically, we talked about your biggest failure. Would that be the advice that you would give to to someone who's just starting out? Like, take control of your business, be very close to it. Never take your never take your finger off the pulse of your passion. Ever, never get too big for your britches, if you will. You know, and that's basically what I did. I said, "Wow, this is great! I'm going to hire all these people. I can afford to hire them, and we'll let them do all the work. I'm done doing the work, and I'm just going to be the person that's on stage. I'm the person that you know everyone wants to see, everyone wants to follow. I'm the voice of Bmax, but that wasn't enough. You know, not only did I need to drive." Um, basically, the front of the house, but I needed to drive the back of the house as well, and that's that's you know, you know that was a very very important lesson learned. So I I talked to someone the other day about the business side of personal training, and 
One of the biggest things that I find is that a lot of personal trainers are good trainers, but they don't have the business knowledge. Would you say that's kind of you? And how did you overcome that? I consider myself a very good person that markets himself for all the reasons I said before, you know, and the number one is people feel my passion. That, that is the number one, the number one piece. I make them feel success, even when they're not feeling success. You know, I am, I'm showing them, I mean, we use this, this phrase all the time, trust the process. There's a process to be trusted. And if you trust my process and you are my teammate, if you will, we're going to achieve great things together. You know, it's not just showing up to your training and doing the training. There's lots of other pieces that go with this, you know, and one of the, the greatest pieces, I mean, you could go through kind of the top three, nutrition, weight training, a cardio, if you will, those in order would really get your body physically in shape. But the, I would say even more so what's more important to that or than that, excuse me, is confidence, self-esteem. When you have those two things and you respect yourself, you're going to want to do a lot more that it takes than just showing up and doing your one hour training with me on a, you know, on a Monday, you're going to want to put it all together. And when you start to see the results and you get rid of the frustration that most people incur, now we're talking, now you're going to get the body by BMAX, if you will. And that's, that's basically my job is to lead you to that body by BMAX. And we've been very successful. Our retention rate or my retention rate is fabulous. I mean, my clients stay around for a long, long time because they're very happy with themselves, you know? And um, like I said, they get, they get the best Andy possible every time they step in the room. I like that you're not only a, a great trainer, but you speak towards mindset and about being you know, confident and having self-esteem. How do you maintain those things for yourself? Do you do any kind of personal development? Do you read? Nothing, it's just all coming from inside? Yeah, no, I've always just been a, like I said, I'm a, really an adrenaline junkie. I love to see people succeed. I mean, I love to succeed. Maybe taking a step back, some of my failures early on were putting dollars before a product, if you will, thinking of how I could make another dollar, how I could make more money. That's not, that's not the ingredient for success. The ingredient for success is to develop a passionate group of people that want more and more and more and more of you. And then you make money. You know, that's, that's really when you put the dollars in front of people, forget about it. You're doomed for failure. So you got to find your tribe, right? Find you got to find your tribe and you got to build off the tribe because what a better marketing tool than your tribe, you know? You know, if they love you, they're going to tell other people they love you. Other people are going to see their success, their results. They're going to hear their voice. With social media, they're going to see their pictures. They're going to see the fun that they're having within a BMAX workout. You know, and that's just the way of the world right now. Everyone's posting, everyone's showing, everyone wants to show kind of their human highlight reel. And when they're with BMAX, when they're with me, it is a highlight reel all the time. 
sure we're not showing some of the, you know, the bloopers, if you will, but... Um, yes, you are. I saw okay. some amazing bloopers Yeah, today on I did Instagram. show someone, I did show, <laughs> so show, show someone tumbling over a box, but we had a lot of fun with that anyways, but, you know, I like to see people happy about what they're doing. You know, it makes me feel good to see them smile. That's really nice. That's a, you, see, I told you you were a very sensitive, nice person. You're not I, tough. I, no, no, I am sensitive. <laughs> you're not tough. You like to pretend you're tough. No, he's definitely a tough one, you guys. So, uh, going along with you know how you have your mindset and building up your clients, what works for you as a person? What is your guiding philosophy as far as your business or yourself personally? What do you think? My guiding philosophy is to be passionate about what you do. It's that simple. If you're passionate, there, there is no doubt that you will be better each and every day. You'll learn from your mistakes. You will grow from your mistakes. And when I think about probably some of the things that I told or had some people do early on in my career, you know, whether it was tennis or was fitness, you know, it'd be a laugh right now. I mean, obviously where knowledge is king as well, you know, like I said, it's passion. I mean, it's, there's nothing more than that. It's passion. People feel your passion. You know, and they also feel when you're not passionate. Mm -hmm. That's that, a real one. <laughs> and, 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 you know, there's a lot of people out there that, go they wake up in the morning their alarm wakes them up and they go to work for a paycheck i never think of a paycheck ever in what i do i'm very lucky to be rewarded for what i do but i get through my day strictly because i love what i'm doing i love my clients and i'm very passionate about leading them to a better lifestyle and hopefully to the best shape of their life so those people who are out there doing things they're not passionate about, just going for a, a paycheck, what would you say to them? Find something you're passionate about and leave what you're doing right now. Because not only will you get burnt out, but it will come to a screeching halt at some point. You can only live like that for so long. I've been very lucky never to have to put on a suit and tie, never to have to drive in traffic, to always be out in front with people as a tennis pro, as a tennis director, to be in an exclusive country club setting, to drive up to Gillette Stadium and to be able to be one of the few that can actually walk right in and to the cheerleader building, that is, and really transmit my passion at, you know, one of the happiest places on earth, the home of champions. You know, how many people can say that, that they can do that? Not many. So I'm very lucky and I'm very thankful for that as well. So find something you love to do. It's much easier said than done because listen, we all have bills, you have to pay your bills and you have to do what you do in order to be responsible and, and pay your bills. You know, but when it comes down to it, keep looking for something you do or find a way to take what you're doing and turn it into something you love to do. I can speak to that, I can. I always felt like I was trying to find something that I was passionate about. Um, and the reason that I felt like I was trying to find something was because I wasn't letting myself do what I was passionate about. I, I always heard from people like, you can't make money doing that. You can't do that. Why not? 
what's wrong with me making money off of me being a great person and being passionate about what I love to do? For sure. So I feel like I agree with you. You're out there doing something that sucks every day. You're unhappy. You're miserable. Think about how that makes your family feel. Think about how that makes the people around you feel. Oh, it comes home with you for sure. It definitely comes home with you. I'm not complaining about it, but I work seven days a week and I never really think about that. I do what I do because I love it. So do what you love and love what you, what you do, right? Do what you love and love what you do. So we have talked about a lot of things today, and I want to ask you, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself today that I didn't? It's a great question. I think you asked it, actually. I've never talked about my failures, ever. Every, everyone thinks that Andy Burler is very successful, has always been successful, leads the most flawless life, flies on private jets and everybody wants to be like him. But the fact of the matter is that you've got to think about being yourself and being the best version of you, not compare yourself to anyone else because you can be sure there's things that you don't know about that person that they're struggling with. And those are, you know, those are very important. That's a very important lesson, you know, and that's why social media has caused so much controversy and, and challenges for people within themselves because they're constantly comparing themselves to others. And all you're seeing on Instagram or all these other, you know, whatever it might be, is, as we know, the highlight reels, the best of everybody. You're not seeing, you know, what gets them there, the grind at all. You know, I've had to grind. Nobody wants to be, no one wants my work life. My work life and my personal balance is very, very poor. I work, 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 work. Seven days a week. I've worked seven days a week my whole life. I've missed time with my children, you know, missed time with my wife, my family, everything that goes with that. But in my eyes, it was to provide them with a better life. And, you know, I sacrificed in order for my wife to stay home to bring up my kids and not have to go out and work though she has a great practice right now. Um, that That's kind of the, the lifestyle that I was brought up in. My father worked, my mother didn't. My mother was home with us all the time, but my father never missed an event. I tried never to miss an event, always trying to be there for my kids. And it's been a struggle, you know, it's really been a struggle to be able to uh, balance work and, and personal life, but it's a very important balance that everyone's got to take into consideration. But you can mark my words that everything, they talk about this all the time, successful people. There were many failures to get to success, many. And no one has ridden kind of that red carpet all the way, you know, to the top. It just doesn't work like that. You know, and like I said, I have a great story would be a movie that everyone would be fixated on for two hours. They wouldn't <laughs> believe it. And someday I'll tell that story. Well, I look yeah. forward to hearing that story. Um, maybe you should go ahead and write that book. One of my favorite books actually talks about failing forward. Um, so I've pretty much adapted that into my life. Any failure, failure that I have or I experience, I take what I've learned from it and I move forward. I, Right. try to think about it in the past 
Um, and I can say that, you know, you say you work a lot. I'm sure that your family sees that and I'm sure that they appreciate that. And your children, I'm sure in the future will remember you as the awesome daddy that yeah. gave them the best I hope life so. possible. And they, and I see it in their work ethic though. I mean, they work very hard in school, you know, so, you know, that, that comes from both my wife and my genes, hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully. <laughs> and, um, you know, they will be successful because of their work ethic, because of their desire, dedication and discipline. But, you know, you talk about failing forward and it's, you know, it's very easy to talk about doing that and learning from your failures. But listen, when you fail, it's not a good feeling. No, it sucks. And you've got to figure out a way to pick yourself off the mat and and fail forward. You know, it sometimes takes a while. For me, after my, what I would call, quote unquote, failure, which you know, like I said, it's turned out to be a positive. Um, it took years, years of struggling to be able to find my way back to where I'm comfortable, to what I'm doing now. You know, what I'm doing now is what I should have been doing when, you know, I, I got that investment to bring BMAX to the forefront, you know, basically in the gym scene, you know, on the stage, you know, helping my clients become better people. Oh, you guys, honestly, I love hearing him talk about his kids and it takes me back to my daughter and I tell her all the time, you guys know I'm a big Disney quote fan. Just be like Cinderella. Have courage and show kindness. Jeez, I didn't know Cinderella had courage. She did. Wow. She was treated terribly. She failed at yeah. family life <laughs> and she failed forward and look at her. She got her prince and she yeah. moved forward. All right. Well, I can say that I am a very lucky person today to have been able to stalk you into <laughs> doing this podcast interview today. Um, I can say I was very determined and very persistent with this uh, because I, I think you're an awesome person and I wanted thank to you. share that with all the people that I know. So I want to say thank you so much for agreeing to do this for me, for us. You're welcome. <laughs> And thank you everyone out there who took the time to listen to this. Um, I appreciate all of my listeners and I hope you guys tune in for next week. See ya.